Hello and welcome to the Music Mixdown Podcast, provided by 88.1 WZIP. This is your host, Corey, and this week I have the distinct pleasure of bringing in Aaron Booker. Aaron is a student here at the University of Akron, and recently, last week, we both attended a panel with Crazy Bone. Crazy Bone, if you don't know, is a member of Bone Thugs and Harmony, a pretty big group who actually originated within Cleveland, right in our back doors. He also recently, Crazy Bone, created a foundation called Spread the Love, where we talk about that in this podcast, as well as how important hip-hop influences culture. Aaron Booker was also a member of that panel discussion, so we get to get the inside depths on how he, he enjoyed the experiences, as well as just us talking about hip-hop and what influences it has. So let's get right into it. Aaron, it's great to have you here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Now, last week, you were on a panel with Crazy Bone. How was that like? Yeah, I mean, I got to say, it was crazy. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was pretty nerve-wracking being up there with the hip-hop legend, you know, uh, mm-hmm. someone I kind of grew up listening to, someone who... Uh, I know my parents were familiar with, so uh, when I told them I was going to be a part of the panel, they were pretty excited. Yeah, that's pretty neat to be on a panel with Crazy Bone. If you guys don't know, Crazy Bone was a member of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes. You got any favorite tracks from them, favorite albums, or you just fan Thuggish, Thuggish, Ruggish Bone, that, yeah. uh, that number one hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite for sure. What about First of the Month? You like that? First of the Month. Oh, my dad loves that song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a big song by them. Impactful for sure. Now... One of the most known songs by him is Ryden, too. It's not by him, but he was mm-hmm. a feature on it with Chameleon Air, and that's also a Grammy Award winner right there, as well as one of his other albums, Established 1999. That's right. Yeah. So he's pretty big up there, but he's from Cleveland. Yes. Right in our backyards. I mean, we're at Akron, Cleveland. It's right there. Exactly. Yeah, so that's pretty neat. Now, the main topic of the panel was what exactly? The relations between hip-hop culture and today, like, society Mm -hmm. as a whole. Yeah, so connecting it back to the community and seeing what impact it has on a large group. And he's part of this foundation. It's really cool what they're doing. It's called Spread the Love Foundation. And he's a founding member, of course, Crazy Bone. And he started this up to help the community with um, performing arts and just... A lot of things like that. And at the panel, you guys had some pretty big questions on there that were asked that Ryan Shug Gilkerson, he was moderating it, did a really good job also. Mm -hmm. Um, He asked you some questions, and I wanted to kind of review those with you today. For sure. So one of them was, why is hip-hop powerful to the culture? Just why is it powerful in general? What's your take on that? You know, overall, I would say hip-hop and uh, music in general, especially for young people like myself, has a pretty direct influence on uh, what we think is cool, you know, how we act, how we talk. Yeah, all that just directly affects how we are as people, especially for young people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Like, hip-hop, that's the most accessible. That's the genre that we connect to the most mm-hmm. as young people. It, it defines our generation. And the big part of it is talking about that's your voice to talk and to hear other people's experience. Right. 
like that's a big part of it like crazy bone and many other rappers out there and hip-hop artists they talk about their experiences in life and where they grew up all the those kind of things exactly and big part of that and it's an opportunity them for them to you know voice their opinions and that's one thing i really like about hip-hop it has a very deep meaning to it for sure for sure and going off that there are people that really don't connect with that culture and still produce that type of music they're also known as culture vultures mm. as you know um how do you feel about people that i don't want to say fake it but you know what i'm trying to say right 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 yeah. i give it to me yeah uh you know what was discussed during the the panel discussion was uh really how much of what these cultural vultures are doing is like uh directly offensive or appropriation you'll have like non-african american rappers or people come out portraying an image like they got it from the mud or uh mm -hmm. like they come from a certain environment where most people who are making that type of music come from and when that's really not the case it's like it's disingenuous and it comes off as offensive and so that's i mean but that's a topic that's like it's kind of controversial too because in some cases, it's really like iffy if it's really appropriation or not. You, it's hard to tell sometimes. Mm -hmm. So like, I think it's it's case by case really. But exactly. That's that's a big thing, case by case. Because for sure, talked about also like non-black rappers mm -hmm. in that culture and in that environment. But I mean, you have people like Eminem too that were grown up into that kind of environment, into that um, culture really. That's and true. Like. Although he's, you know, white as it gets, like he's he's a staple for hip hop for sure. And yeah. I mean, he's no culture vulture, but like you said, it varies case to case, and that's what's really important about it. What would you say to others that, I guess, chase the bag and they, they go to hip hop, but you know they're not really about the culture. They're just there to get the money. Right. You know, I think. I think that that really that's a problem that has to be addressed. You know, I think the whole industry is is going through something where it's like you have higher ups, not even just talking about people who want to be artists and present themselves as rappers and be in the industry to be a rapper. But you'll have uh, higher ups, higher up like executives, mm -hmm. like label owners, people who run the labels, who run the music industry, uh, profiting off of the art that's made by, you know, people who don't know any better or, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's a that's a macro issue right there. That's uh, something that would have to be addressed, too, because that's that can be considered exploitation. You know, um, mm -hmm. executives like controlling and like, uh, yeah, just being controlling yeah. as far as the art goes. For sure. That was a I big think topic. That's got to be addressed. Panel. Yeah, because yeah, they talked about how they're getting these young kids mm -hmm. into the industry at such a right. young age and they don't really know what to do like they have the talent 100 percent, and they talk and like they share their experiences but you know they don't have that wisdom yet and that's not no fault to them not at all but the executives pull them in at such a young age to where they kind of manipulate them yes. in that way and we talk about hip-hop being that voice of freedom 
and voice to the culture. But, you know, when you get an executive to pull them in like that, they don't have a voice. And that's really tough for a lot of those hip-hop artists that just coming in. Exactly. And do you feel like record labels and such, um, Anthony, Crazy Bone Henderson, he talked about how record labels are prioritizing those younger um, artists and saying that people like him and other artists that are older are not as sought after and Mm. they're quote unquote washed like they don't have that talent you think that's the case i do like i can see like uh people will say hip-hop is a a young people's game you know it's like a it's uh something made by young people basically for young people and it's kind of like you get shelved or you get seen as a certain way if you're older in the game you know you like people don't really listen to you you're called a, a old head um you're, you're basically washed quote unquote yeah. as they say so yeah yeah and now there are some artists out there that do make a profound impact even at a young age mm-hmm. um you listen to Lil Baby at all? Yes. Yeah, he just released, not just released, but he released a song in 2020. I believe it was called For the Change. I don't know if you checked that out or not. Yeah. It, ta- it talked about the protests and, um, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Right. I'm going to have to check that up. Um, For Wait, the Change. Lil Baby. Let's see. Baby. It was a great music video too. I know it what also. song you're talking about. Yeah, I was surprised when that came out because, mm-hmm. like, given what he talks about in his music, you know, it is kind of fitting with the agenda of hip hop, mm-hmm. girls, chains, jewelry, cars, just all that superficial stuff. And then he comes out with a a, a protest song, speaking real stuff and, and talking about what's really going on, uh, and what's really affecting the community. I was surprised by it. Yeah, no, I was surprised by it, too. Yeah. And another person who, or another artist that I think is, even at a young-ish age, made an impact like that. Um, This was really catching traction in 2018 when it first came out. Now is This Is America Mm. by Childish Gambino. You've seen that for sure, right? Classic. It it really is a classic at this point. I mean, it's already five years old, which is crazy. Five years old. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for I know. real. We're getting old. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. But the imagery in both of those music videos is just absurd. I remember that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's even better when, like, okay, you got music for the club. You got the music about just having fun and doing all this sort of stuff. You got the turn up music. And mm-hmm. then you have music with a meaning, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. music that has words that mean something. And that's trying to send a message. A serious sure. message. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, going off culture vultures, we did talk about how it does vary case to case mm-hmm. with a lot of people. And it does, there are like white rappers that are not culture vultures. And one of them being Beastie Boys. Um, at the panel, they asked, um, they asked the panel, who is the first non-black rapper that they listened to? And all of them. Crazy Bone, Leonard Jackson, Ossie Mae. They all said Beastie Boys. Uh, you listen to Beastie Boys much? I don't know too much of Beastie Boys' discography, I'll be honest. But okay. uh, I know of their impact and, like, uh, what they did for representation 
in the game mm-hmm. so i i know of them for sure absolutely like yeah i was actually a big fan of them and when they said that i was like yeah 100 mm. percent. like yeah license to ill is their debut album okay absolutely amazing that's the one um with no sleep till brooklyn okay yeah that's that's like their big hit on there okay. they have a lot of other ones also so yeah it's really cool to see that on there now going back a bit uh, i wanted to quote Ossie may on something because I wrote this down and I thought it was really cool what she said um, in his in response to why is hip hop powerful to the culture mm-hmm. and she said the culture of hip hop is about being yourself do you boo boo <laughs> that's what she says <laughs> she pretty did funny. say that <laughs> yeah everyone started laughing at that that was pretty good but yeah. I mean it's true I mean the culture of hip hop is being yourself what is that to you for hip hop what does it mean to you <sighs> In what age did you start really getting into the scene where you not only just listened to hip-hop, not heard hip-hop, but listened to it, really mm. comprehended the message? And do you have any songs that really gravitate you? Oh. I know it's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, uh, I would say, personally, for me personally, mm-hmm. um... I've always enjoyed music and sounds, uh, and I've always gravitated towards the production side of it. So as far as like how the instrumental sounds, like if the beat's good, I'm gonna like the song. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and growing up, uh, that's how it was. I, I just, as far as like all music, I would listen to all types of music: pop music, mm-hmm. um, hip hop, electronic. And so I, I can appreciate like uh, the sonics and the sounds of music. Um, that's really what I listen for when I listen to music. Yeah. Uh, and then it's the lyrics. So like sonics and then lyrics, gotcha. like production and then lyrics in that order. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you'll have like some songs that really hit. And, uh, when it comes to the lyrics, you know, that's, uh, that's an important factor. And, and if that song like evokes that, that true feeling or emotion. Mm-hmm. So I would say growing up, um, I really gravitated towards uh, one of Will I Am's albums. Uh, actually, Will I Am from the yeah. Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but um, that album it incorporated some electronic production in it, mm-hmm. and so I just really enjoyed that growing up because what he did kind of kind of broke the narrative uh, as far as like how hip hop can sound really if that makes sense because he he's rapping on electro like doing something different Mm -hmm. doing something that people wouldn't really doing and so uh i could like uh, from a young age i could appreciate that hearing that uh when i heard it and then i would say growing up as a recently influences like kendrick lamar like his messaging and his lyrics Mm -hmm. they really mean something and i and i shoot i would say he's the greatest as far as uh storytelling and really painting a picture and sending a message mm-hmm. uh he knows what he's doing as far as that and uh the production is solid also um yeah. so i would say yeah will i am kendrick lamar especially uh to pimp a butterfly yeah. uh one of that that album from 2015 mm-hmm. one of the best albums yes yeah, yeah, absolutely probably if not the best uh <laughs> as far as lyrics and production but uh i definitely see that it's like uh it's about expression. It's about being yourself. Uh, like, if you feel that from a personal level, 
if you're accepting of all things, um, whether that be music or just people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what it's about. And that translates to the hip hop, translates to the music. Mm-hmm. That's and how I feel. And so you said that you have production over lyrics or... Yeah. Yeah. So, usually I listen to production. Yeah. And there's nothing the, wrong with that. Yeah, like, people for sure. will say like lyrics are the big part of music. But I mean, when you really get down deep into the production and for really sure. actually understand it, there's a lot of meaning that goes into it. And one of the big things in hip hop is sampling mm. and, yes. you know, taking little sound bits and yeah. all that, morphing it together to send a really good message. And that can be a lot more powerful than some of the lyrics that they say and just the instrumentation, you know, like production is a big part of hip hop. Definitely. Um, I would say it is the most powerful in, like you need production the most in hip hop than any other genre. Like when you talk about classic rock, you can get by without like a good producer or mm. things like that. Like, but when you talk about hip hop, I mean, you peop- you need people like Dr. Dre out there. Right. Do you, do you know some big producers and all that? Like, would yeah. you say Dr. Dre is your favorite? Hmm. As far as producers, ooh, it's a lot of producers. I, I know like, there is. Yeah. I, yeah. I have a lot of producers I see as inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Rick Rubin? Hip hop producer. Yes, I do. Yeah. He's like executive producer. Like, he was on a whole bunch of projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's got to be my favorite. That makes Just sense. because, like, He's worked with so many different artists and groups and genres. Yeah. Like he's worked with Johnny Cash to Metallica right. to Beastie Boys. Like, imagine seeing all of them in the same room. Right. You just can't imagine that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah. that's why I say, like, he's my favorite. I think he's, like, the best just because of his diversity and okay. his being able to switch like that. For real. Um, Dr. Jerry's up there too. We talk about producers. What about you? What'd you yeah, take on that? Uh, throw one out there. I would have to say Kanye West. Mm-hmm. I, I would say yeah. As far as the music, um, just crazy discography. Uh, he knows what he's doing. As far as he mentioned sampling, um, yeah. just the original sounds he has. The way he's like he's kind of evolved and uh, switched sounds almost like he went from the uh what you call it the chipmunk production style like the old school Mm kind of style to sort of going like electronic and uh more minimalistic like Mm -hmm. as of recently and so kanye west would probably be a big inspiration as far as production yeah and you need to learn to adapt into each era oh yeah like that's a big thing that's something like kendrick does like he's been around for a bit and you know he's still i mean obviously he just won some grammys yeah his last album oh my god yeah like his last album was crazy the, the sampling in that too like the message and like everything in that absolutely great yeah um going back to will i am though okay black eyed peas yeah was it the orange album do you, do you know what i'm talking about the was red one port? huh it was red i think it was red it had his face on it Okay, it's actually like a darker orange, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It has, oh, it has his face on it. It has got like a weird haircut. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's willpower, 2013. Will pa- yeah. Hashtag willpower. Absolutely. Because I was thinking about that too. I'm like, that's probably his most well-known album. Like, yeah. Like, I think of. So I'm like, I got to search this up. I love that album. Yeah, he's got a weird corner haircut on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it stands out pretty good. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that's interesting that you do have production over lyrics, though. And it does make sense. Like, I'm big into production, too. It just need to have someone else say that as well. True, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about how you got onto the panel first off. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's let's backtrack. So Okay. Crazy Bone coming into Akron wants to talk about how his organization, Spread the Love Foundation, mm-hmm. starting up. And how do you get involved to sit on the panel alongside him? Yeah, it's funny. Um I was in class, I was in my social justice class mm-hmm. and uh, I gotta shout out my professor, Doctor Robert Peralta. Mm-hmm. He asked the class if uh, anyone knew who Crazy Bone was. I was like, oh, yeah, I know who he's. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony? Oh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. And yeah. he was saying that he was going to set up an event with him. Mm-hmm. He was in talks to do an event with him. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be there for sure. And uh, time went on, and I think he asked me if I wanted to be a part of the panel, the panel yeah. discussion, if I wanted to be part of the event. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, came with the a few things to say it was a little nerve-wracking like i said but uh yeah just being up there with uh him and the foundation members but it was a really cool experience for sure and uh, i'm I'm glad i was there yeah that's uh, that's great man most definitely shout out my professor now i heard about this because chris kepler our gm our general manager here i mean he was just talking about crazy bone at a music programming meeting and wondering if anyone knew of him and yeah we had people that knew of him yeah but i jumped right on it because yeah i talked about this at the panel because i asked him a question mm-hmm. um he just recently collaborated with a, another cleveland group called tropodelic they're more like ska punk um kind of ish but one of the things that he was talking about as he loves connecting back with other artists from like the area from cleveland from Northeast Ohio, Ohio, you know. Right. And that was really cool to see him on that collaboration because there's a song called The Neighborhood. And I don't know if you got to hear what I was asking him about it, but yeah, um, for people that weren't there at the panel, of course. Um, in the song Neighborhood, he was saying, I want to be someone, somebody different, do something different, use the gift God gave me so I can get up out the neighborhood, get myself together, come back, give back and to me that really stuck out when he dropped that verse in the middle of that song and i'm like man this is crazy bone like, right because i had this on i was listening on spotify yeah. i had it on my phone i wasn't really looking through the tracks yet this when it first came out mm. and i just had my earbuds in and i hear that i'm like man who is this because <laughs> i don't recognize him at first i wouldn't think you know crazy bone and tropodelic you know, uh-huh. in the same room but right i mean it makes sense because they're both from cleveland from cleveland yeah yeah that's cool that that quote what does that mean to you i want to be somebody different do something different use the gift god gave me so i can get about the neighborhood get myself myself together come back and give back what does that mean to you it's about that uplifting message of getting yourself together uh doing what you have to do to succeed you know mm-hmm it's like, and then you move out of your environment, which maybe might have negative effects on you. Might, things might be going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be crazy. And then you get out, and then you go back to help. To help commit. That's that's the success story right there. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah, and that's that's powerful. Yeah. That's about, and I honestly, that I think that's a message that should be promoted more in hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is to an extent. Like, oh, I I got riches now. 
mm-hmm. like that's the main messaging of hip-hop most of the time but still i think promoting more of a positive message like that mm-hmm. in all sorts of songs yeah i think that's a good thing for sure and like you said yeah a lot of these hip-hop artists and just musicians in general you know they get to that first part where do something different they're relaying a good message and mm-hmm. they get up out the neighborhood but they don't really talk about getting back into it giving and, back to yeah exactly and that's that's the big point that you and i and other people want to see from a lot of these hip-hop artists is mm-hmm. growing up and giving back you know and it's just really great to see him do that and he's not just saying it like this is not just him saying this in a verse in a song like right i mean he's doing it he's living what he's rapping for sure yeah and that's the big part about it he he's not no culture vulture you know (laughs) he's he's living the word and that's really great to see i did want to mention um as far as you know the youth and hip-hop culture you know Mm -hmm. that uh talking about that connection um me personally you know i'm I'm a music lover i'm a musician uh Mm -hmm. i just i enjoy all types of music but I'm I'm also a young person. I'm on the internet, and I'm really an advocate for the underground sound and what the kids like me are doing nowadays uh, with music, specifically mm-hmm. hip hop. You know, I really enjoy listening to underground hip hop casually. Mm-hmm. You know, you you call it SoundCloud rap, mumble rap, cloud yeah. rap, but really just the underground scene. I really do enjoy because it's uh it's a lot of creative things being done as far as production. Um, as far as uh just just new ideas like being had as far as production i think that's why i enjoy it so much because like because mm-hmm. of how the beat sound and um really it's it's something that's kind of hated on or seen as like simple or nonsensical i guess with the beats you saying uh as far as uh what's being said mm-hmm. in the songs like gotcha yeah, yeah. It, it's like people call it nonsense like you know what people have been saying about hip-hop Mm-hmm. you know as far as it being like it has no meaning to it mm-hmm. but i just see it as a, a creative outlet something that's creative and cool like i i enjoy it like as far as uh the auto-tune stuff that's another topic of discussion like uh mm-hmm. in today's melodic rap it's just auto-tune filled everybody's an auto-tune mm-hmm. i mean for me i can see the art in it and that's something i mentioned at the panel discussion like yeah. i can see the art in the auto-tune melodic rap i can see the quote-unquote meaning behind it as far as the creativity with the production mm-hmm. and yeah that that's uh that's all i have to say about that really just uh, are you an advocate for it or would you say i'm i'm definitely an advocate for i like the i like the music yeah i'm a fan of the music i like uh what the underground scene is doing for Not sure just for I'm, the a, I'm a fan scene, but also like auto-tune yes yeah. yes because the underground scene is it's like a lot of auto-tune mm-hmm. yeah like think of Travis Scott, for example, one of my favorite artists. Um, Think of, like, that type of music with auto-tune on, like, Mm -hmm. simple trap beats. That's a lot of what the underground sound is, a lot of that. But then it's it's run by young people, basically. Yeah. And you have, like, bigger artists still using auto-tune and, like, Kanye West. I mean, I think of Heartless, you know, like, (laughs) big in auto-tune. And there's nothing wrong with that. We talk about hip-hop and the main part of it is just conveying that message and whatever way you can do so. And who's to say you can't use 
auto-tune. Right. It's about expression. You know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. no it's no definite rules to, to hip-hop or yeah. just music in general. You know, you can express yourself how you want. Even the songs that talk about the material stuff and the... Mm-hmm. The going out having fun, even those songs that have no meaning to it, as some people would say, it it still does have meaning. It's still music, mm-hmm. and you can still enjoy it. That's how I see it. And there was someone at the panel who asked you a question, and it was about a certain genre of rap. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, the drill scene. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the drill scene? Okay, yeah. My thoughts on the drill scene. I kind of just said I'm a I'm a fan. I listen to the music, but I have heard stories of kind of the scene and the music being associated with negative like real life negative things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I heard a story about the mayor of New York having to address the drill music scene because it was influencing young people. People as young as like 14, 12, 13 like really young people to go out and actually drill like actually uh commit acts of violence and uh be a part of gang activity because that's a lot of what the content is in the drill music Mm -hmm. um but it's it's growing uh more popular and popular and what i really enjoyed about drill when i like first heard it was the i would say the nuances in the production like okay i i enjoy like that hard-hitting trap music yeah and you know I can enjoy the opposite of that, like the soft, mm-hmm. the soft chill, melodic, like you were saying, exactly yeah. the chill type of music. But you know all sorts of all over the spectrum, I can I can enjoy, mm-hmm. like you know all types of music. So you first hearing uh, drill music, I enjoyed the nuances of the production, like how the snare wouldn't hit on that four beat, like how the snare would hit kind of late, yeah, like I enjoy, yeah, on yeah. the off beat, like. Things like that I could appreciate in the production. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is different from how trap usually sounds or how I've heard trap music before. Mm. That's what I appreciated it about it, the production. And what about That's, the message yeah. that they're conveying within drill? Really, it's no different from like other forms of hip hop. You know, as far as quote unquote promoting violence or talking about the tough environments that uh, most of these artists have lived through yeah. um but it's at the end of the day it can still be seen as art music entertainment yeah. and it, it's something that i enjoy so i can't really say like all young people should stop listening to drill music yeah. because it, it perpetuates violence and mm-hmm. and all that because it's something that it's, it's i listen to it you know and mm-hmm. i i i listen to the music and i can see the art in it but you know it's bad when it kind of it's associated with real life violence and that's not good, you know. I mean, do you think there is a direct correlation with music to violence? Because that was a that's been a big topic for years now. Yeah. It kinda of started in the nineties, late nineties with Columbine nineteen ninety nine, um Right. And attributing Dylan Claybold and Eric Harris, the two shooters, to Marilyn Manson and heavy music and took a toll on artists like that when you know they're just making music conveying that message that we see in drill and just any other forms of music maybe it's amped up you know but really it's their outlet that's what music's there for exactly to speak especially when you talk about hip-hop do you think there is a correlation with music and violence or do you think it's 
just what attracts that demographic. Like, it's hard. It's hard to put in words. It is. It's kind of. It is a touchy subject for sure. Yeah. And there are different ways to interpret it. Most definitely. I was gonna say it's yeah. kind of difficult to tell because it really depends. You know, mm-hmm. depends on the person. Um, and it has to like do with psychology also. Like, how does this media? How does this music affect how people think and how what people want to do mm-hmm. in their lives? So it's like, and that's you know that's a whole other topic. Like you go deeper into that. I mean, ultimately, I think you you're in control of like what you do, like yeah. you know what I mean, like how you act, mm-hmm. what you say. Like music can have its influence. It can make you, you know, say it can uplift your movie, mm-hmm. mood. So it can uh, you know affect your emotions and all that. Um, but really, it just depends on the person. Like I think if you're listening to like heavy metal or hard hitting hip hop or anything mm-hmm. like that you're not necessarily gonna be that type of person or that's not necessarily gonna be your personality it's not gonna yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. it, it really just depends and it, it's really hard to tell it is sometimes. hard to tell we talked about case to case yeah like that um especially when we were talking about culture vultures i mean a lot of the stuff you just have to oh, judge yeah. individually yeah and so that's really hard to just make one general statement around okay music is not because i mean music does play on our emotions i mean you're going through a breakup or something you listen to sad music that's not going to help you <laughs> no oh yeah you're gonna and, be even more sad yeah for real yeah and that's just how it is i mean if you're up partying and all that you're li- listening to upbeat music i mean you're going to want to party more you know but it does it does depend your emotions though but yeah it doesn't make you do anything you're in control of your actions basically and that's how i see it generally speaking Mm -hmm. but like you know we gotta look case by case Case with some of these people you know because you don't know how they are mentally and true yeah so that's that's my take on it yeah i like what you had to say about that too because it's a very interesting point yeah Um, anything else that you have about the panel about discussion in general i know they made mention of diversity and you know that plays into what we talked about as far as expression uh hip-hop's about expressing yourself the culture it's it's a widespread culture and it it covers all sorts of concepts in society and it's only going to get more diverse i think uh someone on the panel made mention that there's more rappers today in the history of ever and you know that's only going to increase yeah you know and uh, i made mention of the underground scene too it's anybody can be a rapper really any anybody with a computer and you know and that that plays into uh that relates to the the conversation about the technology improving and then that relates to the sound and how that's improving and changing and you know it's all it's all connected for sure it's uh, all all connected and it's crazy the amount of artists nowadays oh yeah hip-hop artists and just artists in general like there's not enough time in the day or in your life to listen to everyone oh no yeah, yeah. no I, let's see me personally <laughs> i have a lot of music saved on my spotify and soundcloud mm-hmm. it's like how am i gonna get to all these albums yeah. you know i got like a to-do list on what i want to <laughs> listen to next but i can't right you know, there's only so much time and then I find something really good and I just want to stick on that for a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and then I get backtracked, you know, because yeah. I can't listen to the other stuff that is on my list. Like right now I'm putting 
that Will I Am Willpower oh, yeah. album on my list because oh, yeah. I want to re-listen to that. Great but, you know, album. That's gonna be a little down the line because I got so much other stuff. It's crazy. That's what I love about music. All these people are conveying that message, mm-hmm. and I'm big into autobiographies and biographies. I like reading in. I like also listen to audiobooks yeah. about other people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's a big reason why I like music too, because they talk about their experience. They talk about their lives and they may not directly say it. Like we were talking about production and the hidden meetings within that. Right. I like going on to, oh, what is that application? I got saved on my computer. Genius. Genius. Yeah. yeah. Genius. I like looking into songs and, looking at the deeper meanings of certain things. For sure. I wish they did that with the beats too, you know, like yeah. the samples and yeah. all that kind of I'm stuff. pretty sure, yeah, they, they go in depth with the production also. They, they do with and the, they like... have the credits? Yeah, yeah, they do at the end, mm-hmm. and they do it with the samples too, but just like the beats and all that, like, there's always something, there's always a meaning to something. Yeah. You know, like you talk about your high school English teacher, and she's saying like how... This has a meaning to it. And, I mean, she's true for the most part, you know? Like, um, this certain sentence does. You just have to find it. And it's really interesting. And yeah, that's, that's what I love good, about music. It's a good comparison. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm talking about, though? I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm big on music and the meaning behind that. And that's why I like going to this panel, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I learned a lot. Mm. Like, I, I knew... Like about music, the industry, and all yeah. that. But just to hear it from someone else's perspective—that's how I felt. I like hearing things from other people's perspectives, because I like to keep an open mind. I don't want to just me too. In, exactly, and you have to. Like, if you're so single-minded and you just look at one point of view, I mean, you're not going to get anywhere, really. I mean, that's why we learn about history in today's like American schooling and just other aspects of life because without that there's no way of moving forward that's why i love going to the something like this panel right like it's it was really cool definitely definitely i feel you anything else that you want to cover yeah that's all i had i i just wanted to make that point about diversity and uh Mm -hmm. how it applies to music and it can also apply to the the broader sense of you know how our society is and uh, as you mentioned, like considering all perspectives, you know, yeah. having an open mind that applies to music, you can mess with all types of music and uh, mm-hmm. get something from all types of music, not just a certain genre of music. Because some people have, you know, a narrow taste or, you know, yeah. a narrow look at things. But yeah, it doesn't just apply to music. It, mm-hmm. it applies to, to all things. For sure. So yeah, one of the things that I liked when you talked about diversity when it comes to music and how broad of genres and relating a message to someone. Right. Um, we talk about this, talked about this in my sociology class, but we look at companies mm. and industries and we look at who those higher ups are, you know, management wise. Mm-hmm. And they say they're big on diversity. Right. And it's good to be diverse 100%, but there's some companies out there that just say that they are and then they may be diverse but they don't listen to those other points of views Mm. and that's a big problem in today's world because they like to promote it on their social media like look at us we're diverse you know because it's the thing you know and it's the thing because you get other people's points of views you get to understand 
other people and class genders and so on and so forth. Yeah. And that's what I like about music because, I mean, there's really no limit to who gets on that mic, right? Like exactly. Everybody got that computer. Most people got that computer. Yeah. And everyone's allowed to speak and have that voice speaking out. True. And I just connected with me, you know, like the diverse companies and like not getting to hear those other people's messages it's really unfortunate when you look at that. yeah right that's a good point though when we talked about that in class like i knew about this before but like it's just one of those things when you hear someone else say it you said it's these companies and these people in higher up positions they're like usually having to fill a quota or yeah. like yeah like uh to be diverse or to mm-hmm. to be trendy because it might be trendy so it's a thing yeah. where it's like are you doing it because it's trendy or are you doing it because you actually care Mm-hmm. Uh, about uh, having diversity yeah. and in music like it's free game like you don't that mm-hmm. doesn't really exist like yeah. anybody can express themselves yeah. with uh, except with music. when you talk about like those but, record yeah. labels at times and that's when it really comes yeah to place let's say like when you don't have those diverse individuals in management positions mm-hmm. and you know they're targeting that younger audience or right. the, the younger rappers and that's the only part when i see that i see it comes into place because they have that power to really uplift that person and really promote them get their name out and all yeah whereas someone else like they don't like you for some reason i mean they don't have to play you yeah. they don't have to promote you and you're relaying that message, which is great, you know? You're talking about all these problems and just talking about it through music. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can do that, but not everybody can get it out. And that's, yeah. that's, that's the big part with this panel that I learned and just kind of reiterated in my mind. That's also a good point as far as how the labels have all the power in mm-hmm. determining who's popular or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is shifting, you know, like... It is. Yeah, these yeah, record and labels. That's why I mean, back in the day, like, you had to have a record label. You had to be connected with someone mm-hmm. to get promoted. Right. You know, like, how else are your records going to sell out or get into other companies and shops and all that? I mean, it's all digital now, though. Yep. Well, now, sure, being with a record label helps a ton. Yeah. But it's not needed as much as it w- once was. Got the internet. And, and that's that's a great thing. I mean, they're not limited on, they're not limited to begin with on what they talk about, but they're not limited in who view, like, the audience. Because they were asking you, like, who are some people that you like, background-wise. Yeah. And you got any what, that you want to mention? I did mention Griselda. I think they are actually backed by Eminem, but it's Griselda Records. It's a group, but uh, the main three people are West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher and Conway the Machine, they're uh, Buffalo rappers, and they got an old school style to them. Yeah, I was going to ask you kind of what kind of style, so old yeah, school. Old school, yeah. yeah. So with the, like the production, and what production, about the lyrics, how is that? Lyric, real lyrical, really yeah. really impressive lyrics. Uh, I enjoy listening to their music as, yeah. a, as a young person, as a 19-year-old who's yeah. only supposed to listen to trap you know, what I, you know what i mean yeah i get yeah. you like i I, uh, I appreciate you know that old school sound that's new so it's like you still have people nowadays paying homage to uh that old school sound and sticking with it that pure sure. hip-hop as they say yeah and you're talking about kendrick and his melodic and sound kendrick too. yeah he's big into that i did some research too mm-hmm. and he was big on bones thugs and harmony like 
he got a lot of inspiration there and you can you can see that that makes sense him and crazy bone they both share a birthday i didn't know that yeah i did June not know 17th. that yeah that I, I just i did my research yeah oh yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of crazy i was like because i was making the correlation between the two i wanted to see like what all i could find with crazy bone right and connection wise and i saw him with that and i was like let's see what birthday does crazy bone have and who does he share it with and to see that connection with another artist wow. that he already had a connection with prior to it was like Ooh, wow yeah yeah for real because gotta, I, gotta I end it off the little mic drop right there that's a mic drop <laughs> yeah i knew of their influence but yeah that's mm-hmm. a crazy connection yeah for sure well i think that's about it that we have covered right sounds about it yeah sounds good well I just want to thank you again for coming in. Really appreciate it. Great talk. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Court. Again, thank you, Aaron, for coming in for this wonderful interview. We covered a lot of good points on hip hop and its influences on the culture. Hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Make sure to look at all of our other stuff on our Music Mixdown podcast. Besides that, you guys have a great one.